Welcome, everyone. We're here again with another episode of Above and Below. I'm your host, Navriti Sood. And this season, we are focusing on her story. And we're talking to some amazing women and entrepreneurs who are doing some compelling work that are shifting our paradigms on how we experience life, work, and everything in between. Our first guest uh, that we're speaking to today is Crystal Robinson Hershey. She is the CEO and founder of Sage and Elm Apothecary that was started in 2018. And Crystal has a company that sells more than just handcrafted soaps, natural toothpaste, which I love, <laughs> uh, deodorant, face masks, and even makeup right? And I am so excited to hear your story, Crystal. Welcome. Well, thank you. So Crystal, I would, I'd love to know, what was your inspiration that sparked you to start Sage and Elm Apothecary? So let's see, I've been a maker of product for over seven years. Um, and just a few years ago, I, I needed a therapeutic outlet. Um, I had found my younger brother overdosed on drugs and it broke my heart. Mm. And I didn't have a way to just work through that process day in and day out. So I started making product. And in my effort of making product and working through the process and just kind of getting my hands dirty and working with the earth and making a final product, people started asking me for it. And I was just making it, you know, for myself and for family and friends. And before I knew it, people were like, I need more of that. Do you have more? And so I got to thinking how can I get a person um, just like my brother to take a moment for themselves in self-care? And so I started making soap. And that was, was one of the first babies that was birthed through Sage and Apothecary. And it was to take people on the journey of taking care of themselves if they weren't ready to see a professional, was to take time for themselves with a bar of soap mm. and to relax with those herbs in the moment while they're showering or bathing. And that was the beginning. So you're using a lot of natural ingredients here. Absolutely. So what? So tell me more a bit about you know your history of how you found these natural ingredients. Why these specific ingredients? Uh, for me, I, I want people to go back to the basics. I want them to know that they have other alternatives here in society to use on their bodies. They're simple and clean. So I grow. I partner with other local growers and producers and providers of product and. I want to create something not only that's beautiful aesthetically, but that is beautiful for the body and the spirit. I mean, something as simple as mint. You know, mm. people forget the power and the simplicity of just a beautiful natural product that still has benefits for the being. And so that that's the entire reason why I use such simple, beautiful mm -hmm. ingredients. Yeah. Had you ever used ingredients like this in your own personal life? Absolutely. First, I use everything that I that I create. <laughs> Guilty as charged. I got all kind of beautiful things stacked. Uh, but things like turmeric and paprika, and I, I just use a variety of things. And I use them in my everyday life. I use them to cook with. Mm. I use them to create products that can aid in a variety of ways for people. And so it's important to me that people know that that's an option for them. Okay. So I would say, or, or would you say that you're driving yourself into this wellness industry and you mentioned self-care uh -huh. so what is it about the the wellness industry or what struck you about the the wellness industry um versus how the wellness lifestyle um sorry i'm gonna ask that again <laughs> 
So in your experience so far, what has struck you about wellness as an industry and wellness as a lifestyle? Do you see any overlaps there? Um, at times, the wellness industry feels extremely commercialized. Mm. And I think what people in today's market are looking for is something that is personal. Mm-hmm. It's approachable. They want it to be simple and effective. And the industry, in, in some ways, can become really, really cloudy and noisy. And it's commercialized and just beautiful packaging. And you look up and sometimes people don't always feel it's as effective as what they would like or it's overpriced. Um, as a wellness lifestyle, a product needs to be accessible for a consumer. Um, it needs to be something that they can apply to their everyday life. And it needs to be simple. You know, people don't want to have, you know, 25 steps to do one process, <laughs> you know, whether they're men or children or families or women or any individual of any gender, they, they it needs to be simple. And that's really important to me and also affordable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I feel like from my personal experience, you know, being or having a, a wellness focused lifestyle, you know, uh-huh. I, I meditate. I definitely love using natural products, mm-hmm. um, natural toothpaste without fluoride. It's my jam. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm curious to, to know, you know, from your experience so far, um, do you feel like women tend to lean more towards the, the wellness space than men? Or, or do you feel like, you um, know, what is your opinion on that? You know, I think it's a 50 50. I have just as many men shop with me as I do mm. women. And they choose a lot of really uh, similar products to women. Um, for example, I have just as many men that buy clay masks as I do women. Mm-hmm. Um, they use it for slightly different reasons. When they want to maybe rid mucus in their sinus passages, they say that the clay mask is really effective for detoxing mm-hmm. um, their their face for them. Um, so it's just beautiful. I'll say that women, of course, are the leader, but men purchase a lot. And I think oftentimes they're left out mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the wellness lifestyle outside of athletics people are not doing enough for men or the pricing items so high or making the, their you know specific tailored product that just does this one thing for men and men want a multi usable product and so i just take my time i try to create products that would make things simple for for everybody yeah yeah, I'm I'm so curious to know because, you know, you, you mentioned self care and also touched upon mental health, especially, mm-hmm. you know, um how your life changed after yeah. what happened with your brother. Yeah. So, you know, h- how do you feel like men respond to, you know, your not not just your not just your product, but h- how do you feel like they're feeling more open to incorporate this in, in their life? Um, I'll say that uh Unfortunately, two years after I found my brother overdosed on drugs, he passed. Um, And drugs played a huge role in him losing his life, unfortunately. And so for me, I wanted men to have that approachable place to come where it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to need help and support because we all do. And so um, with product, I want to take everybody on that journey. Uh, But they need to be aware that we're in a society that demands a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And so meditation is a huge tool that I speak to consumers about all the time. And we talk about beginning that journey with something as simple as a shower if necessary, or guided meditation if they feel they can't do it on their own initially. And so it's working them through that process with a product that still is 
effective and has multiple uses because they're washing their body with it. Mm. They're washing their face with it. They're washing their hair with this bar. And so the herbs are having the effect. The environment is calming. Um, and so mental health is just a passion of mine. I mm. care so much about my consumers. And for those who aren't ready to go see a therapist or a mental health professional, let's get them ready. Mm. Let's get them ready. And so that's what, what drives me so much is bringing that simplicity to the process. Wow. So mm -hmm. do you see that your consumers come to you seeking advice like that? How do you or how do you incorporate this, uh, you know, advice to show how important it is, you know, to incorporate therapy, meditation and self-care? Um, so one of the things I do with my product is it is really, really colorful. Mm -hmm. And so I have a variety of colors and textures and flowers and plants coming out of all of my products. So it's aesthetically pleasing to the eye and it draws people in. And then when they approach me, the conversation is, well, tell me what you're looking for today. What can I help you with? Touch, touch and feel anything you want. And they go, I can touch it. <laughs> oh yeah, we're getting your sensory on around here, let's touch. <laughs> and they're like shocked that they can shop and touch products and they can smell and they can actually see the the orchids popping out of the products and you know and so it begins with them having an an experience mm. um and then we start talking about well tell me what can we do what would you like to, to do some people might say oh i just want to hydrate cleanse and hydrate somebody else might say oh, you know what my, my back is giving me problems or i can't sleep that well and then slowly but surely i begin to guide them through a variety of options. And I let them take their time because I am not here to tell you what to do. I just want to be your your guide along the journey. Mm -hmm. And so we slowly introduce them to more products, you know, while they're there and they can touch and smell and they can experience. And I go, well, you know, if you want me to customize something for you, I can as well. But the variety of inventory is so vast mm -hmm. that it's only if they want to. Right. But I'm here to just be your guide in this process. And so that's important to me. Yeah. Wow. So, so your products are really this gateway into exposing your customers into these rituals of self-care. Absolutely. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I, I want to take a step back here because uh, your company is also a plant-based company. Uh -huh. So just for, for our listeners and honestly also for myself, yeah. so what does it mean to be a plant-based company? Um, you know, as a plant-based company, it means that we don't we don't use any animal byproducts in, our, mm. in anything that we create. What would be an examples of animal byproducts? Um, so for example, um, in a lot of traditional soaps here around the country, uh, there is like, you know, there might be beef tallow in it. Or it might be um, a pork fat in it. Mm. Um, and we don't use any animal-based products, any animal-based fats and anything that we create because you can do it all well with mm. plants. Mm -hmm. And so it's, a lot of people want to be plant-based or they're, they're, they're kind of trending towards a plant-based lifestyle. And they, they want to do that with products in general, but they don't know. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't even know that there's animal products and a lot of the you know, things that they use. And so it's introducing them to that, but showing them that it, you know, it can still be affordable and be tangible. So... Yeah. So tell me more about infusing plants and herbs. Mm -hmm. And I, I'd love to hear how or even, you know, how you, how you make your best selling product or how you yeah. or what was the first product you ever made? Soap. Soap. Uh -huh. <laughs> what yeah. kind? Um, so let's see. One of my first ones was a, uh, let's see, let's see. What was my first, my first baby? Uh, it was probably like my cherry almond soap was one of my first ones I made. I make a cocoa star, uh, which I make from black onyx cocoa, which is mm -hmm. beautiful and rich. It gives the full color of this deep cocoa-based soap and eastern spices. Um, so for me, um, I developed my own formula. So our formula is a trifecta method. 
that I couldn't find a sober recipe that I liked at all that still accomplished all the goals of what we wanted to accomplish, which would be, you know, hydrating, nourishing, conditioning, um, to have the herbs come through the entire bar. Um, and so I had to go back to the drawing board. I had, we had to literally formulate it ourselves and try it out and test it. And then eventually, you know, we perfected it, mm -hmm. you know, and so I take my herbs, I create my own tinctures, um, I macerate, I cook, I do the entire process from start to finish, um, and the herbs are there the entire time. I mean, I have some tinctures that I've been aging mm -hmm. for close to 10 years wow. to get the maximum uh, potency that I desire for my products. What do you age for 10 years? Oh my God, so many. <laughs> um, my citrus, um, let's see, uh, everything, my, my comfrey, mm. my lavender, um, my mahogany pods. Mm. There are so many rich things that I age for an extremely beautiful long time. But that means I have to be patient to allow them to be potent, yep. um, and and to be able to extract what I the effectiveness that I want out of them. Even something as rich as frankincense and myrrh, um, we make a bar that just it just touches the soul. And you know, from mm -hmm. frankincense and myrrh, but that is a very long process on on aging it. Yeah. Mm. Were there any ingredients or you know any herbs that you discovered that you didn't know were there through this process? Um, oh, I think you learn <laughs> every day. Every day, it's always researching a new herb um, and how it can be most effective. Um, I mean, something as beautiful as dragon's blood, or uh, which is a resin. Um, oh yeah, where is that from? Is that an Amazonian plant? It is, and it's beautiful. It's actually um, the plant resin itself, so mm. it's thick. Uh, similar to um, frankincense and myrrh being thick and hearty, which is why you have to be patient to work with them, uh, whereas, which is why I find aging them to be more effective in order to get the consistency that I desire. Mm -hmm. um, but you're learning about new herbs constantly. Um, we develop and create new product every week. So every week I showcase wow. something new uh, to my consumers who follow us so they can add it to their arsenal of things they love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, amazing. Where where do you make these? Th are, you, are you yourself, you know, like how they say, putting your foot in this oh, <laughs> to, listen, to make uh, these products? Listen, up to my neck. <laughs> I, <laughs> I literally make all the products uh, by hand. Wow. Uh, and I have a pretty rigorous production schedule I keep myself on. But mm -hmm. yeah, I make it all. Amazing. Yeah. So when somebody comes and has a question, I can answer it. I know what's in it, um, and I can tell you, you know, how long it's been aging. I have clients who are pretty particular about some things. I have one client, and one thing that she loves is one of her favorite bars. She likes it to age over 35 days. Mm. So I have products that I put to the side for her, and I let her know when they reach the point where she loves them. And then, you know, mm -hmm. so every every client is really, really unique. They really are. And nothing's cooler than when I go somewhere. People are like, you're that, you're that soap plant lady. <laughs> or, you know, I have guys who come up to me and go, They'll bring me their phone. Are you, is this you? Is this your stuff? Is this your product? Uh, yeah, my girlfriend or my wife or my uncle or my daughter. You know, they uh, they they told me, come find you. They, you know, they heard you were going to be here. And so people bring these amazing pictures of products and they're like, you know, are you, is this you? I need more. <laughs> so wow. their loved one had it. You know, they didn't know where it came from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, word of mouth is like such a serious Absolutely. <laughs> way to expand, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um. So you make custom products for, for clients if sure. they ask you. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I do. I um, We make an amazing salve that aids uh, in, you know, relieving pain. Mm. And so I have um, a few uh, professional 
ballet dancers that dance for a professional company and they swear by it. They say it's what gets them through their season. Wow. You know, for aches. Um, for aches and pains in their body. And I make it from plants. And the actual herbs and plants um, are aging directly into the salve itself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's a gift. It's a gift, you know, for them and for their bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you ever, were you ever, was there ever a point where you felt skeptical about, you know, these more pharmaceutical or clinical products that are out there, you know, um, to treat maybe something like aches and pains um, that made you say, no, there's there are plant based alternatives to this. Absolutely. I, I want consumers to be able to read the label and to be able to pronounce the words in the label. And literally, if they want to look up that that ingredient. They just like that. They can pronounce it and look it up. I don't want them to become discouraged. Mm. And I feel that um, in our current culture and society, we're giving a lot of um, products that are just pacifying and not really helping people get to their final destination of what they desire. Mm. Something as simple as maybe shrinking their pores or, or aiding in you know relieving pain. And so I do become concerned when the side effects are so significant that people question if that is right for them. Mm -hmm. All because they're trying to, you know, work on one symptom or one need over here, but it had, you know, 50 million side effects over here. And so now they're, they don't know if that's what's best for them. Mm -hmm. so that's, that's alarming and concerning, mm -hmm. you know, for the consumer. And so I try to just simply create products that give them an alternative if they mm -hmm. choose to. So I think we touched on this a little before, but I'd like to dive deeper into knowing if you know, your consumers come to you, do they come to you with a specific, you know, oh, I have XYZ issue, mm -hmm. what can I do? And what are those, let's say, you know, few like most common issues that people come to you for? Um, a lot of people will come to me because they're looking for relief from pain or they're looking for um, a way to be able to relax and reduce some anxiety, mm -hmm. maybe sleep better. Mm. Um, and, and we have sleep. A, hello, sleep. <laughs> um, so we talk about that. We talk about what their lifestyle looks like. You know, time are they getting to bed? Because it's not a one trick pony. We've got to have a full conversation here, you know. Are you getting home late? You know, what is screen time looking like? Are we lowering lights? Are we playing, mm. you know, relaxing music to help you uh, begin a meditation process? Um, and then we talk about things that we can not only put on your body to, to help promote that experience for you. And so people come to me all the time. And so if I'm going to custom create a product for them, I ask them first what their desire is. And then I say, okay, I'm going to send you over a list of herbs I think could be great for you. You tell me if you have any allergies or concerns or anything specific you want me to, to add to this for you. And I will always go over the list with them and we start there. And then I say, now, what do you want me to create? <laughs> and then they might say soap or they might say a shampoo or they might say something cool like a moisturizer or a deodorant. And so I literally will take all those herbs and infuse them in all those products just for them. That's amazing. Well, I want to take um, I'd like to I'd love to know a bit more about your business. So uh, what are the values that drive your business? You know, I believe in having a high quality product. I believe in being ethical um, and the values of just strengthening community as a whole. So oftentimes going into communities where um, there aren't a lot of products available or there aren't a lot of local products available or just high quality handmade artisanal products available. Mm -hmm. So for me, my value is to bring you that quality made by these hands, mm. you know, and made by hands that care um, to take you into a place that's healthy for you. And so that's really, really important to me as a whole. Mm. Yeah. So you mentioned community. So 
how has your business affected community so far? My my goal and things that I'm working on now and continue to work on are having my products in a variety of communities, whether those are um, disadvantaged and low income communities and higher income communities. Our, our products run the gamut. Mm. So we're out in rural communities as well, putting product there, talking to locals and inner city communities. And that's why price pointing is so important to me, because I want people to always have access I don't want the salad to be more expensive than the bag of their favorite <laughs> snack. And so I feel that way about the product. I want it to be affordable. And so that is the reason why, you know, it is priced the way it is. But you get the value for your dollars. I mean, people always go, whoa, I get this whole thing? And you're like, yeah, because you deserve it. And they go, I, I do deserve it. You know? <laughs> so um, Right, even that type of you know, mantra yeah. is very connected to self-care. Like, you deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> and if people are like, you're right, I do deserve it. You're like royalty, you know? <laughs> and so I love having that connection with people and, and meeting their families. And they'll bring their children or their grandma. Or, you know, I might have a guy that will bring his wife because he loves it. You know, and before I know it, I've, I've gained this huge family of people that just love great product and so i want to be able to show not only other women and youth and people that you know you're worth this and i'm gonna try to do my best to always have it accessible to you even if that means delivering it to you personally and that's one things that we do so a lot of times i'll go to i go to schools and i will um they might have an entrepreneur for the day or a business person for the day. And that's so much fun to go into schools and talk about what it's like to start a business mm -hmm. and how we make product. And a lot of time in schools, I'll go and we make product. I'll take product for them to make. And when they leave, they get to take it home. And they're like, I made this, you sure did. Because with those hands, you can do almost anything great. And so it's showing them that they can create things, you know, because it's an art form mm. as well as a science. Mm -hmm. And so it's bringing art and science together. And that's why our bars are as beautiful as they are, because they're artistic. But the science is in what they can do for you. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I um I know we've talked a lot, a lot about your business and how it's grown and it's and, and it's doing well today. But, you know, as as an entrepreneur, you you started in 2018. You know, what were some of the challenges that, that you faced when you were first growing your business? So I started originally making product over seven years ago, and then we relaunched and rebranded and restarted in 2018. The biggest challenge was getting my name out there mm. and getting my product in consumer hands. And so I'll tell you that when you're first starting out, your budget usually is small. Um, and even if you did have an expansive budget, you, people still have to have access to your product and know that it exists. So it was getting it in front of people's hands mm. and getting them to trust me you know, to try something new because they were used to only one type of product or they, mm. they were used to only trying this type over here. And so it was gaining their trust, constantly showing up. And so I think that was probably one of my biggest challenges initially. And not only that, but getting them to believe that um, I want the best for them. And so it was constantly, just constantly being present constantly talking and engaging with consumers and you know saying hey here's my card you know call me if you have any questions or you know oh i don't know well here's a sample mm. you know and they would go are you serious take it home and so let me know what you think what advice would you give new entrepreneurs um i would say definitely number one to have a plan 
have a vision, and have excellent execution of that plan. Every single day, you're gonna wake up early, you're gonna go to bed late. You've gotta have a plan. Because it's kinda like walking down the bread aisle. There are a million different types of bread. Be the one that keeps showing up and be the one consistent with your quality and your values. Mm, so simple. Yeah. So could you f- finish this sentence? Self-care is? Self-care is love. <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much, Crystal. I'm so honored to have this conversation with you. I feel like we got so many good golden nuggets of advice and an insight into your journey. Um, is there anything else you'd like to leave us with? Uh, to continue being present with yourself and taking good care of yourself from the inside out. Yes. Aho. <laughs>